0: And welcome to session number three of the Tea Curious Podcast, where we explore tea theory, techniques, and tea stories to help us grow in our own tea journeys. Today, I'm really excited and super grateful to be able to introduce my friend to you. Um, yeah, this is like the fourth or fifth time we've tried to capture this introduction because I think words elude me in describing my friend Ting. Uh, she is the founder of a tea experience project called Majush. And that's how I know her best. But as we recorded this podcast, she is even more deep into her newest project, and honestly long-term project, uh, Tea Arts and Culture in New York, which is a non-profit organization that's just bringing people together to explore tea as this cross-cultural kind of universal and share an appreciation of tea for, you know, self-reflection, having harmony with nature and compassion for each other. I'll link the page below to just let you immerse yourself in that amazing project. And today we get to immerse ourselves in the amazing person that is Ting. Um, Beyond her organizational work, she's an artist, a poet, a mother, and just a real, just a real deal, man. (laughs) Yeah, so I met Ting during World Tea Expo in 2017, maybe? 2018? And if you've been to World Tea Expo, that crap is crazy. It is so buzzing as an introvert that is like both like Disneyland and also very horrible at the end of the day. And I met Ting at this party that we were hosting together with Leo. Um, I I was hosting together with Leo, not not Ting. um, At T and whisk here in Las Vegas. And Ting, I never met her, you know? And this is gonna sound really cheesy and weird, but I feel like from the moment I met her at that party in this busy, busy room, with so much happening, so many ideas, thoughts, just conversations, tea clinking, being thrown around, which is awesome, you know? But Ting was just so kind and calm and patient and generous and just... tea. (laughs) Again, like, it's, it's so hard to describe, but I think the spirit of tea is just this patient, generous, kind, Thing with a gentle humor and super smart and just just Ting gave all that to me as we met for the very first time and I was probably super jittery and talking 100 miles an hour after being on the expo floor all day but just through a cup of tea and a couple stories shared and just a moment you know of presence from from this this lady I'd never met this friend now you know was such a kindness and Ting had told me a little bit more about herself. I'm from New York, and I came to World Tea Expo to learn, you know? And I couldn't help but feel like, yes, of course, we're all here learning, right? But what was there to learn if you could be there and just hold tea for someone like that, a stranger in a space like that, which I think is just the very core of tea practice, like just being there for a person, exchanging stories with kindness. So, yeah. (laughs) Ting is incredible. I I really admire her um, for all the qualities that I wish that I could, you know, strive towards, you know, in a healthy way, right? So I was so excited when when Ting agreed to join us for this conversation. I told her, wow, Ting, you know, I said all these things like, it's just so amazing to be in your presence. Please teach us about what we can learn from you. You know maybe some kind of mindfulness thing do you like you know what is your mindfulness practice i assume that she had some kind of amazing practice but as you'll find out in this episode ting's practice is just her everyday life and her tea and i just can't help but feel even more inspired knowing we can access that through her spirit and to her teachings and her just daily doing good yeah so As you listen to this podcast, just remember that Ting is one of, again, the organizers of Tea Arts and Culture New York, this nonprofit that really is reaching out to more people who have the same ideas about sharing this kindness of tea, this culture, this appreciation. So if you find yourself connecting with any of these, just, you know, leave a note to yourself to maybe reach out to Ting at the end because I think she'd like to collaborate with as many people as possible to get the spirit of tea out into the world. So yeah, in this episode, we talk about lots of things. The challenges of hosting as a tea host. Um, We even talk about parenting and tea. We talk about Ting's relationship with tea as someone who grew up in China, then moved. And then, yeah, just the magic moments that are created when we do make space for other people and connect for tea. Yeah, it's a great one. Enjoy. So thank you so much for, for joining us, Ting um thank you for having me yeah to to the the listeners right now ting and i live in very different parts of the country and we've only you know met a couple of times but whenever i sit down with ting i feel like i'm with a friend who is really in tea (laughs) really (laughs) friends with tea and we hold hands together and tea is between us so um, i here i really appreciate the space that you make um for for us and for other people ting um and it's an honor to have you on. And my honor, yeah. Um, before this started, we talked about so many different things already. You know, um, yep. Ting is she she practices so many different things. You know, mindfulness and Ting is a mom and lives in busy New York or used to, <laughs> mm, yeah. and also um, hosts that nonprofit that we spoke about. And yeah, we I was saying Ting whatever you'd like to share with someone who's on this journey with us is open, open today.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I mentioned about, um, cause earlier we were talking about what, what at this moment I was thinking, um, I was just thinking tea is magic. Well, what do we need in this word now? It's like probably magic, beauty, <laughs> something positive, right? And, um, I think that's how I started to... Started years ago um, about doing... Started doing more like public events, um, sharing more tea with um, other people and getting more friends in a tea community to share their love and their perspective for tea as well is to really magnify those beauties and lights we see in tea. Um, um, yeah, especially during the pandemic, it's, it becomes like a more and more, um, uh, obvious, like, um, I don't know about others, but for me, at the beginning, I was, I was trying to hold it on really, really tight, um, on this, like, like what I have done, um, in tea, and I should continue. But then later on, I feel like, um, tea taught me really to letting go of some of the things I learn um, and be really just living right now like what what do we need now in tea um, still the same thing I think it's um, fundamentally the same thing the most most important at least for me is to magnify that. Um, beauty, light, probably the same like how you pull tea, the sound, that, that peacefulness, um, yeah, we find in tea every single one, like get every single person's that when they started practice tea, you will notice that you probably don't, don't, cannot, um, verbalize it, like what exactly is it, um, but it's there and you know it, so... I think for me, it's like I really holding on to that and holding on to that corn piece of it and then let it grow and then see where it will lead us.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe I can also ask, you know, tea feels so central to you. Um, When I see you practice tea, it's like you hold it so preciously in your two hands. Why do you think tea is so important to you?
1: I think it just slowly grow on me. It's not like I purposely looking for it in my life. <laughs> like I was, I was joking with my, um, friend, like when I was, um, teenage, like 20 years, 20 years ago. What? Tea? I practice tea like that? No way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Right? I, I just cannot... 20, 20 years ago, I can never imagine myself doing what I'm doing now. Like, wow. sitting here, doing a <laughs> ceremony. Like, I can do it for fun, but to make it that serious, and, like you said, maybe a center of my... Um, kind of, like, more anchor. I think it would be, like, not center, but more like an anchor for me. Um, yeah, just... Um, I think uh, just through the life journey, it, it started to grow on me, and I find more and more connection. I found piece by piece, it started to feel like okay. I think this this tea um, is there's something in there that I can keep digging and keep finding because it's um, every time I do it, it seems like I can learn so much in it. Yeah, and, and I just keep following it. Yeah,
0: and was there a moment that suddenly the tea started like speaking to you, or was it more like a gradual?
1: It's more like a gradual process. But every, I think during the the whole journey, I think it's um there are some like moments, some specific time or events um that give me this like realization. Oh thing that's great um that's that's beautiful like it was kind of like a realization i think it's like starting to piecing together i think he helped me to connecting a lot of dots um for life i like i like to think a lot like uh, growing up um i like to imagine things <laughs> uh like a typical dreamer um you Know, I have a lot of ideas, but sometimes those ideas just ideas. Um, but tea actually can help, and tea actually helped me to connecting these dots. And then I was like, okay, okay, I can make tea, I can do this, I can do that. I connect this piece to this, and it's like a puzzle puzzle, it's like connecting dots, and then gradually it just becomes a thing for <laughs> mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> was one of those like moments that happened i think there um so it's probably started um so i drink tea very casually um when i was in grow up when i grew up in china and then when i started working in china and not until i come to the u.s um like i see what's available here and then it's like okay um at the beginning, I was thinking maybe I can have a tea, sh- tea shop, then I can hang out with people and drinking tea all day. And then you realize, <laughs> then, you re- then you realize in reality, that's kind of like a very dream dreamy word, especially in New York, right? Um, especially like for me, like I just come here, how do I even find a space? How do I figure out all the logistics? And when you start a family, how do you figure out all the times to invest in this? Dream, <laughs> yeah. So quickly, quickly, that dream just become a dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, I I think the first thing is probably the cultural shock for me. Um, moving to U.S., um, growing up in Shanghai, I think it's it's a very international city. Uh, you see people from different places, but um, um, but moving to New York, I think. Um you suddenly see more and more different people really from like everywhere around the world and and everyone have their own culture their tradition and their way of life, especially during that period of time like a 20, 2007 to like that ten years after two thousand seven I feel like... Personally my my life started to shifting a lot, started to having a family and uh, my husband started to working crazy, very stressful. Our life pace just like like probably three times faster than before, the stress and everything. So that first thing is actually when I sit down and having tea, it's like, okay. Actually, that's very peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I can just have it, have this time for myself, and uh, I feel that is something belong to me. It's not other things um, you see every day, like what kind of clothes you wear or what kind of music you hear. Um, actually, I feel like yeah, this tea scene, Actually, I can I can hold on to it and um, give me a lot of comfort and warmth, um, started to feel a lot of like memories in a childhood. Uh, Cause I, I I think at that time, like, um, we don't have family friends here at that time. It really give me, um, yeah, make me feel like this is something belong to me. Um, yeah, immediately I have that, um, that moment, like, this is something interesting. I want to spend more time with it. And then you spend more time with it. Of course, sometimes when you have uh, two, three kids, um, and one kid's two, <laughs> uh, you don't have a lot of time for that. Uh, you know, you can barely, like sometimes you you can go through a day without drinking water, <laughs> let alone sit down and having tea. Um, but every time you do sit down and having tea, that, that two minutes, five minutes becomes so precious.
0: at the time you know raising your kids and going to work and you were this is the same time that you're you know really curiously going around and learning about Japanese tea and and, and Taiwanese tea how were the ways that you were learning were you like just looking it up online Mm. like late at night when the kids were sleeping or (laughs) what was happening
1: I think at the beginning I was I was going to um, online I was checking out online, like uh, learning, reading articles, but soon I feel like okay, I'm. I need to learn more because um, there's just too too much information. I need some system um, that help me to really focus. So I did mm-hmm. sign up the course um, from the Word Wordy Wordy Education. That from mm-hmm. yeah, so. So i finished all the course there and I feel like, okay, I learn. <laughs> um, but then I assume with all those like certificates, you still need to figure out like what do you do with them with all about those things? And then mm-hmm. there's a lot of information out there, um, how you're gonna actually use it. So I spent probably um, a couple. Um, so I spent two years learning those courses through the Tea uh, education, and then after that, I just follow my own kind of where where I'm curious. I would just go do more research, and then it is something something another thing big. I think for me is the Trump election. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably can relate it to that. It's like my life has been since I come to the US. I couldn't work, and um, so basically I was staying at home with three kids. And then um, I'm interested in tea. I wanna, I wanna do something about tea, um, but every time it just becomes like a, some some difficult and challenges. I didn't do it, but then i I think it's. Um, During the Trump election, I started to feel like I want to do something. Uh, I cannot wait anymore. And I went to the protests um, in D.C. And then just by myself. And then I just feel there's so much, so much like in tea. Like, uh, of course, you see the protest part, right? But then I feel like, oh there's something something in tea that we can do uh, to also create that kind of energy um, <laughs> which is positive um, so right soon after that but at that ta- at that time at that time still not clear what i what i want to do um, what exactly i want to do and then so we did came back from did come back with uh, from the protest and then did a couple half year i was like really um thinking about doing food related thing um I was basically putting aside of this tea thing um uh for half year and then a friend suddenly um she said why don't you st- doing something you want to do anyway and then your past will open yeah and then can I ask why
0: um why was it food for a little bit why did you put tea aside because I love food too. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Because food is like, a, a, a almost feel like a more, like more more accessible, right? When you're talking about tea, it's um, for cultures here. Tea can be very foreign. Tea can mm-hmm. be a foreign thing, but food, everyone eats food. Um, at least that's at that time. Like I feel. Um, food is more accessible and it's more like easier to approach to people. Um, -hmm. and I do love food. I pre and I love all food from all kinds of different places. And I think, Oh yeah, we can do all these different things. But then it's like, okay, I'm not chef. Like I love cooking, but I'm not chef. I'm not professional, professional. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm not, uh, I don't have any experience on how to, um, I don't have the network. I don't have the, I don't have anything that, um, I need in order for that happen. And then I think the main thing is like, I do that just because of, I think it's, it will be good to do it. Not because of, Mm -hmm. I really love, love to do it anyway. Cause at that time, like, I think I, I, I'm pretty clear tea is what I want to do anyway, but I put it aside. I didn't completely connect that actually tea can do something good Mm. as well. Until my friend, like, you should do what you really love to do and figure it out from there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that your friend gave you that that heads up because I feel like a lot of us in tea can mm. always be like, oh, other places are so much more accessible mm. or other things are so much more easy for people to understand, you know? The thing that we're doing is so complicated. Why would I make people, mm. you know, try to understand this? But it really is good. <laughs> people do want to hear about tea and learn about tea. Yeah. So I'm glad for that. Um. So your friend told you, okay, Ting, you gotta do tea stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then as soon nice. as, and then that night, I started to send an email to like some local facilities to check in with them, whether they offer any space. They, I have this idea of doing tea over there. Can you, uh, can you offer the space? Um, I can do workshops. Um, can bring people together, and then it's of course uh, a couple months discussion and then eventually we did it and so we had two, two years of program over there at the first year it's like mostly i continue my self learning study after the uh, worthy um education i just take some of the paths i think would be interesting and then to develop as a workshop to share with other people and then the second year I started to collaborating with more other More people from New York City to share what they like, and I think Mm -hmm. that part really helped me to like really see how collaborative tea can be. Because first year when I do um, do these public workshops, I feel like it's more like a self learning. It's fun, and it's like you can get so into it, and it's like you can prepare like. 200 200 percent um but then when you when you go to the workshop you only share 20 percent of the information right, and right, people already totally. I have this and thing, people yeah. already feel overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> and so um and then but that's the second time as the second year when we're collaborating with more people it's like it's so fun and then you started to realize okay this is actually the the part of tea I really enjoy the most is to working with other people and then figure it yeah, out and yeah. uh, just play um, play and because um, no matter where you go and um, it will be good time <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
0: I feel the same way about workshops um, the first time that I started doing uh, public workshops here in Las Vegas not to um, private businesses but to the public I really came with like a big stack of papers, you know, like you really did your research, you know what I mean? Like, but it's not to show off to them. It's more like, I really want to do good by these people, right? You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that they, they get enough from me. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you, you prepare 200% and at 20%, they're like, oh my gosh, so much information. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I think that can be par- that that is really parallel to our life right now, right? You have uh, so much information, um, but you, all you need your life will probably only need twenty percent of those information being exposed to you. Yeah, to be yeah. happy <laughs> or less uh-huh. even.
0: <laughs> right, um, right, and and to have fun with it. Right? Yeah, they just want to be there. They just want to. They just want to see you and do something new. Yeah, so that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You you're like, more on than me, like, a stack of paper, I probably just took down, like, I i would just probably put them in my brain, knowing this is what I probably want to talk, have that outline, and then, but then usually the bullet points only go down a couple, <laughs> not the whole page. Oh, gotcha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, for anyone listening who's done a workshop before, you just want to, like, you know, just just not just 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 show up for them just show up for the people yeah but like ting said i think people just want to be right they just want to 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 have an experience so i mean when you, when you're preparing for these workshops what were you thinking that you wanted to do for people
1: at at the beginning, I was thinking, uh, okay, I want people to taste all kinds of different teas. Um, yeah, I want to taste them all six ga- categories of teas, and I want them to horizontal, vertical tastings. Like, <laughs> 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 I want them, I want them to become tea sommeliers. <laughs> um, I want them to have this. Have, but then I realized not everybody have that mon- that much money all the time and not everyone want to become that they probably just want it enough to feel that this is good for them and um, will be helpful for them a lot of people come to these workshops they want to know more health benefit of it but you know in tea like you don't really, you cannot publicly, like, um, you cannot advertise too much about the health benefit because every tea is different, and then there's a lot of science behind it. We even don't know, we don't even know um, what's in those teas. Um, So, yeah, it's really an... It's like really, um, at the beginning, it's really like I put my perspective on what people want. But then it turns out people want a different things. People want to know how they can, how this tea thing can be good for their life, health wise, stress wise, um, knowledge wise, cultural wise, what will be good for them. And then then I realized, like, yeah, a lot of those. Um, those things like I feel people need to have is not necessary. <laughs> so we mm-hmm. started to trim down a lot of things and then not not doing too much of that. And then probably more focused on what is needed, especially for groups, um, specific groups. Um, how do you think yeah.
0: that during this process of like, oh, I'm learning what people need? How did you keep going and not, like, get discouraged? Or did
1: you? Mm. (laughs) I did get discouraged at the beginning, to be honest. Um, At the beginning, the first year, I'm having fun, like, doing all that. thing. you know, when you do teas, like, especially when you do public events, you need to pack, you need to clean up, you need to set up, you need to... It's like a lot of a lot of preparation work. Get into it. I get exhausted on, on that thing sometimes. Like once for a while, I always think, "Ah, oh, how much should I do it or not." Um, but then eventually, it is like it's always like every time you want to give up, there's something there's something like some friends call and saying, "Should we have tea together?" And then you realize, "Oh, actually, it's good." It's good. Actually, they want to have tea together. Then we should continue. <laughs> the true, the, the reason why I like to do that is not because of 10 people show up, 20 people show up. It's because of these, no matter how many people show up, these people had a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
0: so cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I think it doesn't mean like uh, we don't want to do any work on it to get more people because that's, that's another, like that's the approach. Like we have to do the things which is right to get, be like to grow more. Um, But I think it's like, how do we process that feeling and frustration? If we don't see it happen, then we just, then we just figure out what is wrong and um, how we can do it better, how we can improve it. Um, But don't let that defeating feeling to consume you to give up um what you like to do Mm -hmm.
0: how do you think you're able to step back and kind of tackle those feelings
1: good question how did i i think it's like um so my personality is like i like to go extreme (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> like i would do things like like prepare 200 right and then you get exhausted and then you will be like have that moment like oh i'm completely exhausted um and then i will have this my mind will go blind my body will be like collapsing it's like and then then you will have that moment almost like empty okay and then you will like have a couple of days you don't think about it you don't even want to Think about it, and then, then slowly other thoughts will come back, uh, come back to you. It's like, okay, should I continue? Should I not continue? And then you will start to think like, what is what is this? What is the good goodness of this? Why why should I continue? Um, And try to focus on the positive things. Like, why do I continue? If I continue because of, I don't see it is a future. (laughs) um do I want do I want to give up just because of nobody shows up (laughs) do I want to give up just because of the way I did maybe it's not not right I think after all that process and thinking you just let your all kinds of thoughts coming in and then you try to focus on that poem part of it do you really want to do it If you really want to do it, then you should do it and just focus on the rest. The rest is just means and method and ways and figured out how to do it.
0: Before that you had started to try to practice tea with your children can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about
1: that um i think at the beginning is like uh i um, i really um, so when you have kids has like i started to think oh what I want them to learn at the beginning is like i really want to push in my ideas like i want them to learn chinese i want them to learn everything i learned but then i slowly figure out like Okay, they're not going to learn to speak Chinese like how I speak Chinese. They're not going to, um, at least what I see now, right? Maybe, who knows? Maybe they will have interest. Maybe they don't have any interest in future. So what I can do is to be just like sharing what I love to them. Why appreciating this particular culture, that particular culture. Um, So for me, tea is uh, one of the method to um, do something I enjoy as well to share with them. Um, um, and it turns out that every time they, most of the time, I would say, as long as there's um, sweets involved, you can always, <laughs> engage, you can always <laughs> engage them. <laughs> and then um, the kids are so creative and so i i think they're they're just so clean and then their ideas like when they when they use their words it's like really like i remember we were trying some kind of green tea one of my son he said oh this is like cucumber um like i i don't think i noticed any uh, tasting notes on cucumber. Um, but then when he mentioned about cucumber, it's like, oh yes, it does have cucumber in it. Oh, <laughs> like, and it's like oh, and then it's like really creative. Um, and uh, they can really sit down and with you if you keep um engaging them, and uh, it becomes a ritual. Um, for them as well, um, you put them little tea cups and then you pour, pour tea. And then for kids, like they really learn like the temperature. This is hot. This is cold. You don't pour too fast. You don't drink too fast when it's hot. When it's when you pour too fast. Um, the water gonna overspill, and then you have to clean up. Um, that is the consequence. <laughs> and then, if you wanna have that sweets, you gotta have patience to wait. And then, if you want the second round, you have to wait longer. I think it's wow. like uh, I think it's I think for them, I I notice like um, our word has become more and more fast paced right kids can get whatever they need whenever they have whenever they want um mm-hmm. i think to learn to like to, doing tea actually do train you to be patient right you don't just pour the tea and pour the water in tea and, and just drink it and you won't be able to discover all these flavors and and also like kind of like help you to more in tune with other things, other objects, other people to around you, not just you, because mm. you want to drink just that cup of tea. Yeah. And then I did, um, my kids like to whisk matcha too. What?
0: <laughs> somehow,
1: somehow, somehow they all like to whisk. Um, and they do do a good job, I will have to say. Wow. I think it's like the sound of it. It's interesting for them. And like to seeing the thing, the green powder, it get into water and become foamy. It's like science. <laughs> it's it like science, right? Yeah, yeah. You, it's like putting the baking soda. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you actually whisk it. And um, it, I think it's it's magical for kids um, to see that change. hmm and then if you brew herbal, um, you see flowers. That's more like a visual, beautiful. Um, and then I did do blind tasting for them too. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like I think you can see like all the things you want to do with adults. Kids will like respond really well with all that. You just need to like um, give them a little bit. Um, challenge and be safe right of course um hot water and all that but they can do everything wow um, yeah adult um can do mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then they always spot on on what is the tea uh what is the like a better quality tea wow. too when you like have uh, i remember when i do cupping sometimes like i won't get them to drink too much right but i was like taste all this which one you like best and then they will be like, come over. And then usually they are very, like, okay, this is I like that one, yeah. Sometimes they, if there's a tea have more sweetness, they of course they will pick the sweet, the sweeter <laughs> one. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, when you're tasting teas, probably have the similar tasting profile. Their their instinct is like really usually very active. Like mm. accurate mm-hmm. um, spot on
0: do you think that's like their natural instinct? they just i they don't just think tell? so
1: i think I don't think so. I think it's um um when you expose them to these things, it's like completely foreign, right, so you don't have any judgment on those things um then their decision usually it's like. They don't. They don't have any. Um, this like instinct.
0: They don't think too
1: much. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it difficult at
0: first to get them to sit down with you? Because I'm thinking now about you know our friends who have kids, and some of mm. the worries are, oh, I'm not sure if it's okay to give my kids caffeine, or people will say, how come you give your kids tea
1: mm. if there's caffeine? Or I mean, um, you probably know, like, there's ways to how to minimize the caffeine when you brew tea, right? You can also, at the beginning, I do dilute them, mm-hmm. the tea too for them. So I add cold water in it. And I, like, if you don't want it too high, you add cold water, half, half, of, half of the brew, mm-hmm. origin brew, and then half of the cold water. And then, because you can still pick up pick up the the goal is not for them to uh, like for me at least is not for them to taste that perfect it's to be ex- get them to be exposed to a different ah, flavor yeah so it's not like they have to taste the, the dahong pao so, <laughs> <laughs> right um it's like oh even pick up a little bit different flavors um can be helpful for them um, and you can do like I do a lot of herbal too um, for them, different flowers, jasmine, rose, and chrysanthemum. In terms of caffeine concerns, like I do personally, they did try matcha. Like uh, I didn't necessarily find them being become more hyper after matcha because it's not just about caffeine in tea usually when i found them after they drinking tea and being sit down and being sit down with me and other people they become calmer because that's the mindful piece piece of a tea so caffeine yeah of course can keep them more alert probably more awake but then also there are other parts of the tea which should bring them Calm and peace and feel like grounded, right? You mm-hmm. actually connect with people. Kids, they will, they want to make friends. They want to be heard. They want to be, they want their feelings to be recognized. So mm-hmm. when when we are sharing tea and asking them questions, and they give their, they they actually process those information, process those feelings, those tastes. They get to see, taste, touch, and it's it's a way to I think really beautiful way to get the kids like to get another kind of like a way to engage so yeah on Mm -hmm. caffeine there's caffeine side of tea and then there's other also other parts of tea i think it's a balance as long as they're not drinking two bowls of matcha (laughs) Uh, in the late night of course then it would be bad but if they drink it early early morning a little bit diluted. You only really use small quantity. Um, yeah, have a good time. That's that's
0: a lot of uh, help for, I think, just the, the idea that it's not just the caffeine, the tea that's important for kids. It's uh, the connection and they get excited. And, you know, we don't have kids, but we're around mm. kids a lot. I you know my my niece, my nephew, and when I teach at the local schools, you know, people ask me, the kids, they ask me, what is that in your cup? Mm. You know, what is that? You know, and I, I sometimes wish I could let them try it Um, mm. at the school, at least for, for our relatives, we're able to have tea with them. And I, I try to figure out ways to get them mm. interested in it because they
1: will be, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that your way of thinking about it is really helpful to see it from mm. their perspective of like, oh, I want to know. I, wanna involved, mm. I want to be involved. I want to touch and feel and see and 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 whisk mm. so i think we'll start using those things some more with our niece and nephews
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think we have when we have some in public events we do have kids um sometimes will come over and then sit down and share in tea and it's it's so it's not just my kids uh, other kids too it's you can see it's tea is for everyone um not just because um, even w- when we're talking like we when we love tea we don't just love tea because of the caffeine right? <laughs> um, yeah that's true so for kids the same um and when you have tea with them
0: do you think you know i really want them to remember this when they grow older or is that not something you think about at that moment
1: I think um, it's more about the wish rather than force and, uh, like, have to you. Like, probably the more you force, it won't happen, <laughs> probably, right? It will be, like, pushing things the other way. It's like um, the more you share what you appreciate. Like, uh, for my childhood memory, I remember my parents. All my memories are related to food because they love cook. Of course, Chinese people like cooking food, right? Stereotype too, <laughs> um, but all my good memories are related to that. Um, so they didn't—they didn't do things for me. They did it because they really appreciate that. Um, they know, like I think it's really sweet. Like they—they uh, they see, they see, they can feel what you love. Um, so do more what you love about this and the way you you love to share with them Um, and then it will actually help to build connections um, among families and either kids parents Um, I think one story I want to share is my mom actually doesn't uh, drink tea Um, and uh, I remember probably four years ago I was um so she lived with us like uh, for a period of time and then she's like at that time at that point i was like doing a lot of events and then um so she will always see me like lugging things in lugging things out washing things and uh, and then one day she said oh you're really serious about this tea I said, oh. yes. <laughs> and, then, and then someday I just, uh, <laughs> I, I I invited her to like sit down with me. And then um, I never remember once like my mom and I spent time alone. Because life is always so busy, right? You have kids, grandkids running around and uh, do this, do that. And then actually first time me and my mom not doing anything. we just drinking tea together. And that was so beautiful. And uh, I do wish this could happen again after COVID, <laughs> pass, because um, they live in China now. And and now after she like she went after she went back to China, she actually says she got a tea set. What? <laughs> and <then> she started <laughs> to drinking tea. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So I think it's um, um, it's like just. Do do the way you like to do and share the people, share with people you care and you like to share. And then you just find it so beautiful.
0: ask you now about you know um tea and nature and art together um your events you were hosting them in like indoor spaces and then over the last couple years you've kind of like taken it outside more and more
1: so um when i first started i do um like and so it's like more like um my personal project um and the second year we started involving more people and then the third year um We started to doing outdoor um, events, and then COVID hit, and then um, this community started to grow organically. Um, Like you, you started to feel like this community. There's a community growing there, and a lot of like-minded people started to find why we do tea and how to use this tea to connect, create more connections. So right now, we actually have a nonprofit. Uh, our job is, our mission is actually to use um, creating connections through tea, um, to really focus on that work. Um, so we have these outdoor series of outdoor seasonal teas in park um, where we. Do like seasonal summer, uh, spring, summer, fall tea, sometime like probably once in winter, like dead winter, it's like so cold, mm-hmm. freezing, <laughs> but it's so fun, so fun. And then, um, COVID hit, and then we because we cannot have public uh, gatherings in large, um, um, crowd with large crowds. Um, also, like with the social environment, we feel like we need to do more outreach to people. Um, like a tea community is is great um, to have. Like we just go grow by word of mouth, but we do feel like during the COVID, we need we need to like probably step challenge ourselves a little bit more to see how we can use this um, to to grow more and then to let more people to know about it, to to, to get this kind of experience, um, which we all feel warm and uh, empowered in a way. And um, sometimes a lot of time healing. And um, one of the human needs is to connect with other people, whether it's people you know or you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we did this program to, at the community gardens um, in, um, in New York City uh, where we go to different community gardens and hosting tea events. There, sometimes just tea, sometimes with artists, sometimes with poetry, sometimes with um, music. It turned out to be really like a lot of growth, a lot of growth for for me personally and for other people as well. Like you, you get to see like how wonderful this thing can actually like manifest and like. Um, The willingness and intention to share tea with others, to communicate is probably equally important as sharing the knowledge, Mm -hmm. the basic knowledge of tea. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think your project is beautiful. Um, What do these people say to you after the event?
1: I love it. I just love the expo- response. I think those kind of response really helping us to continue now because it is work, right? Every, everything is work. Like you have to travel, you have to hauling all the stuff to somewhere, in the neighborhoods you don't know, but when you get there and you get to sit down with people you never met. And then through a couple of events, like through series, so you just, through a couple events, sometimes one, sometimes three times events, you feel like you're friends already. And then you -hmm. feel like um, these people really share the same, uh, share the values you share. Um, Most of these community garden members, they, they're already into nature. They're into hands-on activities. They want to grow things. They are super into environmental issue. Like um, they want, they care about the environment. They want to grow things. They, They recycle. (laughs) They reuse, reuse, recycle. And then then a lot of them are from completely different cultures. Like we have people, attendees from like Russia, people, and most of them are are like either first generation immigrants or second generation immigrants. So you can really see a very diverse group of people gathering together. We did a poetry tea session. People from... People from, yeah, various, like almost like all, all kinds of different continent, like sharing tea and then creating poetry. Some are in their own language as well. Like when they read, wow. when they read, you don't understand what they write, but they can, you can feel it's beautiful. Um, so it's like um, those those kind of interactions and um, really help you to, Think okay. Well, we, we should continue doing this because this is um, this is meaningful. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I remember one um, a conversation between two attendees and um, they were having about this ceremony we did after. And then one one lady said, "Oh, this is really great tea." And then I I said, "Yeah, this is really good tea. Uh, we picked really good tea for you um, to share here." And then another lady said. I don't think it's just that tea. I think it's um, this connection, this moment we're together. We're all sitting there just for this tea. Um, and I was so touched. <laughs> and after that, like, I was sharing with um, other team members and friends. And um, it's like, yeah, this is beautiful. Um, we should figure out a way how to do more of this. Um, yeah um uh can I ask
0: about uh your ideas for reaching out to more kinds of communities? so um I'm asking in the context of Stephen and I live in the suburbs of las Vegas um mm. and sometimes I think about I wonder why we can't go to um neighborhoods we're not familiar with or neighborhoods that are low income um that don't have an, as much privilege as we do. And I haven't been able to do that yet, you know, because of course we live in, we want to go to the park that we know. We want to choose a place where all our friends are. But I kind of worry like, oh, is this tea only for this part of the city? (laughs) You know,
1: Mm -hmm. has it ever come up for
0: you of like, oh, we want to really cover every neighborhood.
1: I don't think we have that ambition to cover everywhere. (laughs) It's like more like organically finding the right people to work with um, and then finding the right people to partner with. And then I think the, po- the goal is um, like the key is to, um, to figure out what exactly, what is the intention of it? And then finding the people who might share the same, same thing like you and who will work with you on that. Yeah, in terms of um, outreach, it is not easy. Um, we've been calling this. Uh, we've been calling and uh, communicating with a lot of different places. Some say no. Some say, some say interested, but um, probably not now. All <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm and like during even during when even when people say yes during the process of it you might feel failed um because this the communication wasn't smooth but then we really need to see like um everyone have their own agenda too like it's kind of like working with another person right um at least for now in reality to outreach to other communities with tea is not a is not at the mainstream of how people do things. Um, it's kind of like new. So it's going to take time for other people to get used to it too. So other people have their own way of doing things, um, thinking about things. They have on their own schedule agenda. So I think just maybe, yeah, try to be patient and then try to see things from other perspective a little bit and then try to stick with it as long as you can <laughs> such great advice <laughs> i hope i hope it is uh, i don't know whether it would be helpful
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i've already i've already thought of new ways to approach it that i haven't even thought of before like of course you know <laughs> but yeah thank you so much so far Tang, for for everything you've shared with us um I feel like what you've made is is so incredible in terms of just the human connection and specialness you've been able to make for people. And also, it seems like for yourself, you know, like...
1: It definitely has been um, like a a learning path um, for me, Um, and I I do enjoy it a lot. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, cannot wait to see what's going to happen next and how... what are the other people we can work with, what we can create. The important thing I think we should be all mindful is we can only do this much. We cannot do everything. So try to figure out our limit um, in time and energy <laughs> and then figure out a way to do it and then enjoy the process of it.
0: I was going to ask, uh, you know, is there one last piece of advice? And so I think that's the advice <laughs> to try to set those limits, you know, and maybe that's why you've been able to do it for so long Ting. You know, I remember when we first met and you were just starting to do Muzhuzh stuff. And now it's been a couple of years and so many people that you've been able to share tea with. So thank you for the advice and for the support and for everything that you do in tea. Oh, it's thank amazing. You. <laughs> thank you for letting me share.
1: and um, I hope more people can share the similar kind of um, goal um, in tea. And then hopefully we can find paths together or supporting each other.
0: So to do that, um, what's the best way for someone to like reach out to you?
1: So um, people can always reach out to us like uh, through Instagram, um, tea arts and Cultural, or email us, tea arts and cultural at gmail.com. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we open for ideas, um, looking for places to collaborate, person to volunteer, involve. Um, of course, all these things gonna take time to put in piece together to make it more organized. Um, but if we have the patience, I think we can do it mm-hmm. <laughs> together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we believe in this too because we we've been involved with uh, things projects, and even if it's like over the course of years, it really will happen. So. Um, we'll link those links below so that people can find you. But Great. Yeah. Thank you, Ting. It's been so wonderful.
1: You're welcome. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Ri. Thank you, Steven.
0: And that's it. Thank you so much, Ting, for joining us. And thank you for joining us for this conversation with Ting. Um, yeah, what an amazing session. There was just so much to take away. Uh, yeah, whatever it is, it just seems like we can just make our tea practice out to be whatever it needs to be. It it doesn't have to look a certain way for it to be meaningful and help transform us and and transform other people is what I'm getting from from Ting. Uh, We do it our way. (laughs) And uh, also, uh, there's just so much we can do in our local communities to share the gifts we've been given by tea. And it doesn't have to look a certain way either. Ting and her friends started Tea Arts and Culture just by going to the park and having a conversation over tea and look where they are now. So if you feel interested at all in sharing tea with others, or if you do it already but want to meet other folks who are working on this also, yeah, just reach out to Ting at teaartsculture.org. That's teaartsculture.org. And let them know that you're interested. Or you can also email us at hello at um, since we'll be working closely with them in terms of those grassroots community ideas also. Um, You can support Ting and her work by, you know, attending one of those events, see how it's like, really get engaged for that experience. Or you can reach out to her um, if you're an artist, educator, organization, or just tea person, really. Uh, I'm sure you can help contribute to their nonprofit vision or, you know, volunteer at an event. So many ways. Just, Just reach out. Seriously. Ting is super open to collaborations. And yeah, there's so many ways we can share tea together. So let's go on with that. And thank you again, Ting, for sharing everything you've learned with us. Um, finally, me and Steven, as always, are at teacurious.com or at teacurious on Instagram. And you can support our own work by, yeah, supporting. Ting also. <laughs> we believe in many of the same things. Uh, go out and share tea with your communities. And if you need any backup help, you can check out our community on Discord and also our educational, informational, and just tea journey resources that we're really happy to share. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye.